Welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start, with Jennifer Takagi. I'm Jennifer, a former climber of the corporate and government ladders turned leadership development entrepreneur. I'm a leadership coach helping you transform your office from feeling like a prison cell into a playground where employees are energized, engaged, and eager to work. Stress is reduced. Productivity is increased. Communication is seamless because playgrounds are much more fun than cubicle cells. Leadership development might seem like hard work, but leadership done right helps you create the team of your dreams. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring message to pave the way to your successful journey into a leadership role. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get started. Hello, I'm Jennifer Takagi with New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. And today I have my friend Georgie Lowe with me. And Georgie and I met oh, almost two years ago at a conference. And amazingly, on social media, you never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to pop up in your feed. And she started popping up in my feed again. And I reached out to her and said, what are you doing these days? Let's reconnect. So we did. And so I'm so excited that she was willing to hop on with us today. And Georgie is originally from Texas in a small town west of San Antonio. And let me just say, I didn't know there was anything west of San Antonio. And she lives in British, um, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada now and has been there for a number of years. And she is a purpose diviner, an inspiring leader and believer in human potential. And I love that. And she goes on to say in her bio that, you know, we can all do more than we think we can, and we can create more than we think we can. And she works with clients individually. And Georgie, do you work with organizations also or just individuals? Yeah, with organizations as well. Organizations as well. And she helps build up their leadership skills. And she's had 20 years experience in business, coaching, working with people. And she knows from the deepest, surest place in her soul, we can do so much more than we think we're capable of. So Georgie, why don't you tell us about your experiences with leaders, with leadership, with your leadership role. Now you've got a whole new leadership role, having your own business and uh, working with individuals. So give us some tips and tricks. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um, yeah, social media is so great. It was it was so awesome when you reach out and sort of reconnect. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I can't wait. Um, so thank you very much for for having me here because I think anytime anything we get to anytime we get the opportunity to have you know conversations with people and see what people are up to and build those connections, it helps to build our businesses. So whether you are, you know, kind of a manager or a leader in an organization or you're running your own business, it's really the connections with people that matter, I think, the most and how we build those relationships. So for me, I've kind of been, you know, a serial entrepreneur for feels like um, forever, but <laughs> my oldest child is 23. So when he was born, um, I was in insurance and finance doing some management roles um, in that industry. And then my son was born and I was like, you know, I can't go back to work and leave this teeny tiny baby. I just can't do it. So that's where we, my very first business was, was started, um, which was a landscape company. And um, so from there, the landscape company, uh, a bookkeeping company, um, I worked with a moving company helping to get that launched. And then now what I typically do is work, like you say, with 
individuals who are starting their businesses or with leaders in organizations. Um, and I think that the most important thing is people. You know, I think so often we think that, especially when we're in a leadership role, that we have to have this kind of new personality. I have to be someone other than, I'm, than I really am. I have to be more aggressive. I have to be more extroverted. I have to be kind of hardcore. And I really think that is a myth. I think if we can just kind of really connect with who we really are, what really matters to us, and bring that into our leadership role, I think we become better leaders when we do that. Oh, I lost your sound. You never know when it's going to come or go. It's really hard to walk into work every day with a mask on. Absolutely. So hard. It's extra work, really, when you do that. You know, so I think the more we can show up um, as we are, and I think also recognizing that when the people either on our team, in our organization, our customers, when they come into work and they get to us, they've already had some life before they walk through the door, you know? So we can kind of understand them more from that perspective too. Like what are some things that really matter to those people? You know, do they have a family? Do they have children? Are they a husband or a wife or a partner? Did they have to get the kids to school, to daycare? Is somebody sick? You know, all of these things that happen before they ever get into the door. So sometimes just having a little bit more compassion and empathy for where people are at, I think makes us a better leader. I think creating environments um, where people feel like they matter is really crucial. I think it's a skill for most managers and leaders these days to sort of create that kind of psychological safety for people because I think that's where people then are more willing to share their insecurities, share when they are feeling a bit fearful, when they're lacking in skills, when they don't know how to do something, when there's a problem within the organization, I think when we create those environments, people are more willing to share those things. And when they share those things, we can then do something about it. We can come together, we can work together, um, and it creates that environment of trust. I did a trust exercise one year and in a business thing setting, and there were four elements of trust, and one was openness, openness, reliability, um, oh crap, I can't think of the other two, but I really thought reliability would be the most important thing, and if you broke that reliability piece of trust, then, you know, it was over and done in a work setting, and when I finished going through the exercise, it ended up being openness was more important, because if somebody came to me and said, I can't meet this deadline, or I'm having trouble getting this done, then we could find a way to solve that. But if they were, quote, unreliable and waited till the last minute to come in and say, I didn't do it, or until the deadline had passed, then we all looked bad. But if you can create a, an atmosphere and an environment of openness that come to me with those problems and, and things, <laughs> then, then we can fix it. <laughs> we can find a solution. But if you don't tell me, we're all in trouble. Exactly. I think that's so, so true. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Bob Chapman. 
You know who that is? I do not. So he, he owns, runs an organization called Barry Waymiller, which is like a manufacturing company. Um, and he wrote a book called Everybody Matters. Now his company, it's a multi-billion dollar company. And what he does is he was at a, um, a friend's wedding, I believe, or like a friend's child's wedding. And he was watching the wedding. He was sitting there and he, he had this sort of epiphany that he realized that every single person that worked for him was someone's child. And ah. so his responsibility to take care of these children while they were at work. So he really, he sees his organization as a family. He takes that responsibility very, very seriously. And he creates this environment where everybody matters, where there's trust, where there's openness, where they're having these conversations, where people are, you know, allowed to be responsible for themselves and their jobs. And then it, it does, it creates these open conversations. And they have seen like their productivity went up, their bottom line, of course, went up, their efficiency went up, everything went up within the company. And he does these um, like celebration things where you get rewarded for recognizing other people. Like it's, it's such an amazing thing. So anytime someone says, you know, you can't build a company like that. You've got to be this harsh thing. You can't have this empathy, this compassion. Are you crazy? I'm like, multi-billion dollars <laughs> built on <laughs> compassion, empathy, and creating environments where people feel like they matter. Like that is the core of their leadership, which I think is incredible. Because people want to come to work. They want to please you. I, I do leadership training for the state of Oklahoma, and I tell people no one signed up for a job with the thought in mind, I'm going to sit there and do nothing all day. I want to be worthless. I just want to draw a paycheck. If somebody is acting and behaving that way, it's because the culture created that. They made that start happening because they weren't trusted, because there was no sympathy, no empathy. They weren't treated like a real person. Exactly. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's an incredible thing. And you can, I think you really tell when you walk into an organization, you can feel it when that culture and that environment is there, you know, and that's whether you're a customer, you're an employee, you're, you know, the shareholders, but you, when you walk into those companies with those environments, it is a, like you, you feel that, which, you know, is amazing. That's why I also think, you know, core values, I think as a leader, core values, critical, really, really critical. And not just as a poster on the wall. You know, I really think that take those core values, turn them actually into verbs. Let me know what that means. Let me know how to do that. And when you do that, it also creates the filter for everybody working there. You know, like we often see on company walls and stuff, oh, we value honesty and integrity and authenticity. What does that mean? Like, how do I know? You know, and we all sort of create our own definitions of what those words mean. So I think when companies take the time to go, okay, you know what? Here, honesty is one of our core values. For us, honesty means we always tell the truth, right? Integrity means we do what we say we're going to do. 
because then I can actually run that as a filter. Like if I'm going into a meeting and someone asks me a question, it's like, all right, we always tell the truth. Here's my truth in that, you know, like, it, it, I, it just gives people that real, real filter. And you, again, you can feel it when people have their core values written down as verbs, as action, it really creates the culture. Like I went to, um, um, this event for, there's a fellow, his name is Nick Hughes and he runs an organization called founders live and they're kind of like startup pitch events. Um, and he is in, I think almost a hundred countries now. And I went to his Seattle event. And if I didn't already know what his core values were before I walked into that room, and there were 300 people at this event, you walked in and I mean, you could feel it. Like every, like his core values, I think one of them is like, you know, um, we're the, it's one is inclusivity where, you know, we're, we're kind to everybody and we connect with like it, like you can feel it. And everybody there knew what they were, what they were. So they become this filter for how they show up and how they do things. And I think as a leader and a manager, you have your company core values, which are, you know, kind of in those verbs, you know what to do. And then I think if we each take the time to create what are, what are our own core values, what, you know, and turn them into actions, because I know for me at the end of the day, I can go, Oh, did I do that? yes or no, you know, or if I'm having a conversation with someone and it's kind of going south, a lot of times it's because I didn't show up in my values, you know, which I think is, is huge. Like for me, my number one one is love. And for me, my action for that is creating the space where people feel like they matter. So it's, you know, at the end of the day, I can be like, did I do that today or did I not? And it's like, oh yeah, George, you could have done some work on that one, you know, or Ugh. did I, you know, I have another one that's, you know, did I, do I meet people where they're at? It's yes or no. And I find um, as leaders, and I believe we can all be leaders, um, those provide some really good filters with the you're like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> and I do, and you do, you take that with you, you know, like I say, without that mass, you can do it in your personal life, you can do it in your business life, you can do it, you know, in your work life with your kids, wherever you are. They become such a fantastic filter for how we lead. And I think that sometimes, I, I was in a meeting recently and we were talking about company culture and can we as, as trainers, as people who are speakers and are out there in the world trying to, you know, make a difference, make an impact. Yeah. Can we affect company culture? And as a leader within an organization, can we affect company culture? And at one point, one gentleman said, no, I, I just, I don't think we can. And so he went on for a little bit. And another gentleman said, wait a minute, why are any of us here? If we cannot change company culture, then we have no business being here. Like we just need to close all our doors and, and quit our business. And so I agree with the latter guy. I think we can. And I think individual managers, leaders within an organization, whether you're that leader yet and have the title or not, you can, you can be the leader without the title. But I think we can affect the company culture every day when we walk in the door. Now, I think the overall culture is affected by upper management and I think they can destroy it very quickly. 
And once it's destroyed, I think it takes some time to build back up. But I do think a manager with a small group of people, eight or 10, they can create their own little divisional, sectional unit, whatever their group is called. They can create their own culture and they can kind of be separate and apart from the rest of it, even if they're not um, in alignment with some of the less than authentic and honest and acting in integrity pieces of the rest of the organization. And if you are in an organization that doesn't suit your core values, you might have to be there for right now because sometimes you have to pay the bills, but it might be time to start searching for something different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think once you sort of define those core values and you, you know what they are and you know what really matters to you, you can then start looking for that new opportunity and you can use that as a filter when you go in, like you could ask people, what does your company stand for? What's really important to you? You know, let's, let's see if there's, if there's a match here. And uh, if you walk in the door, sometimes you can just feel it. Oh, you know, I mean, it's palpable. It's, it's like, you know, you could walk in with a knife and fork sometimes and start <laughs> cutting it. It's so thick. So it's, it's, sometimes it's not as elusive as people think. It's not like a smoke screen. Oh, it's so true. It's, I, um, are you familiar with Simon Sinek? Huh? Okay. So I facilitate his Y discovery workshops. And so I do a lot of that for, um, a, when individual clients work with me, I do them as a group format, but it's kind of one of the cornerstone pieces of things that I do with people so they can figure out what's their purpose. Let's articulate it within that. We also do you know, the values and all those pieces. So I was working with the president of an organization. We went through, got the purpose, all those kinds of things worked, you know, what would the, how does that fit his mission, his vision? Those keys like, Oh my gosh, I've got to get some of my, my management people in here to do this. Like you've got to do it with them. I was like, great. I would love to. Awesome. Had one guy we're going through and he's like, Oh, he goes, you know, I love my boss. I love who he is as a human, but I'm not sure this is the company for me. Of course, I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh dear. And I said, you know what? I said, that's okay. I said, maybe it's not the company. Maybe it's the position you're in. I said, but here's the beautiful thing. You've both done this work. You're both clear now on what really matters to you, what your values are, you know, what your purpose in life is, that kind of thing. What a beautiful place to be able to have a conversation. So he was able to go to the boss, the CEO, and say, hey, you know, I've done this work with Georgie, and here's what came out. <laughs> and here's where I'm feeling I'm not able to do this in my current position. Now, there's parts of what I do that really fit, but there's parts that are really out of alignment for me. So they were able to have this conversation, and then he's like, okay, I understand that. And I need you to stick here for just a little bit longer. And then we will move you to something that's more suited to where you can really blossom and shine. So I thought it was really incredible. Of course, like, I did have that one moment of panic of like, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is not good. Every one of people quit, you know? And the reality is 
I think as great leaders and managers, you know, we want the, the right people in the right positions. And if, we, if where they are right now isn't a good fit, then let's help them find what is, whether that's with our company or if we know someone else, you know, let, let's, let's work with that. Because ultimately, I think it comes down to, again, people. How do we treat people? You know, if this was my son or my daughter, ultimately, I would want the best for them. And how can I help them, you know, get that? You know, we, we, we often hear that so much where it says, you know, to really be successful, just help someone else get whatever it is that they really want. And I really, really, um, I really believe that when I do um, like sales training as a sales coach, I'm like, you know, that's step one. You're talking to a buyer, babe. So what we need to figure out is what does that person really, really want? What really matters to them? And how can we help them get that with our product, with our service, if it's a fit? Because ultimately, we are here to provide value and service to other human beings. And, you know, I believe that's how we really create a fulfilling life is to be of service to other people. And I think so the more we listen, listen, listening, I think is like, you know, number one leadership skill. Work on that one. Really authentically <laughs> be present and listen to people because everyone wants to be seen, heard and understood. So if you can start with that, your sales are going to go up. Your conversations are going to be better. Conflict is going to be less. All of those things are going to be in all areas of your life. You might as well take that one into your relationships, your children, the guy at the corner store, <laughs> the waitress, whatever, you know, take that one everywhere. <laughs> Just take it and run. Go with it. You can never go wrong with that one. Well, I love it because you come full circle because you started with connections with people matter most. Yeah. And I think sometimes as a leader and a new leader stepping into that new role, we become so task oriented that we fail to build the relationships and by building the relationships, our subordinates are the ones who are going to do those tasks. Right. And we need to step back from that. So you had some excellent points. I have a whole page full of notes here, but <laughs> we started with con connections with people matter most. And the most important thing is people. <laughs> <laughs> we're still going there. Um, you need to look at your customers and employees as if they had a life before they yeah. ever walked in the door. Um, and I love that. I've, I've often had conversations with people both in my previous work and my current work that if I pick up the phone and call your organization and you say hello, to me, you're the expert. Yeah. I don't care what position you are. You are the expert to me. I need your help and I need you to treat me with respect and help get me to the right place. Now, if I just call another division within our organization, I'm still the customer. Yeah. Right. I'm still the customer yeah. and people forget who their customers are. Um, create environment where people matter. Psychologically, they are safe. And there's an environment of trust. Um, and, and we talked a lot about culture and how you can just feel it and your core values. And I love that. Take your core values and make them a verb. 
You know, make them a verb, make them an action statement so that you can actually do it and live it. And that can just go so far. And you're, you're treating people like your family. It's your son, it's your daughter, it's your niece, it's your nephew, it's your parent. Because now we have people that we're managing that are older than us. Exactly. Yeah. So how are you going to treat them? Oh my gosh, this is such great (laughs) stuff, Georgie. I'm so glad we reconnected. So if somebody wanted to reach out and connect with you, how might they do that? So you can find me on the typical social media channels, um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, Georgie Lowe. Okay. Um, GeorgieLowe.com, Georgie at (laughs) GeorgieLowe.com. And Georgie is, you know, G-E-O-R-G-E-E. Okay. And and Lowe, L-O-W, like it sounds. Okay. Um, Yeah, I... Yeah, reach out. I love conversations. I love connecting with people. I love helping people. Um, guaranteed, if you reach out and send me a connection, particularly on LinkedIn, I'm probably going to say, hey, can we have a conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hop on Zoom and talk. <laughs> Let's hop on Zoom and talk. That's right. Exactly. exactly. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you for taking time out of your vacation. With your family down in South Texas. (laughs) You are very welcome. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for your time. And for our listeners, um, I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for joining today. Please hop on over to iTunes to leave us a review and share our channel with your friends and family. Head over to TakagiConsulting.com slash gift for a great free gift. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and TakagiConsulting.com. We would love to hear from you. And may your days be filled with more success than you ever dreamed possible.